Okay, and we are live. Welcome to the seventh episode of our series, uh, Authentic Conversations in English. Today, we're joined with a really special guest who is a rapper, actually, very well-known musician, very prominent, and uh, we're going to discuss his field. So, Old Man Saxon, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience? Hey, y'all. I'm Old Man Saxon. I'm a rapper uh, based in Denver, Colorado. Um yeah, I make music and art. Hey, sick. And uh, do, do you know any other languages as well? Or are you just uh, you just an English guy? Um, you know what's funny is in order to get into college and to like graduate college, I had to take Spanish, but I don't mm. know. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how like I got, I don't know how I passed those classes. <laughs> muy, muy poquito. Ah, okay yeah no it's learning a language especially in school that's a whole different thing man. that's uh yeah it is that's annoying yeah, in, yeah that's Denver, why i like though. what you're doing too it's just like yeah because a lot of people that i know who are who english isn't their first language a lot of them learn from tv and media and mm, stuff so yeah. it's way yeah it's a little bit different than taking you know three months of classes where you know you're going at the teacher's speed not your own right exactly yeah and, and to learn a language you really you have to go above and beyond in your own time really to, yeah. to make that stuff happen that's uh yeah. it's no joke so we got uh alias here okay shout out to you nutshell <laughs> 15 waving yes yeah, so i see some of you guys here are now popping in from facebook mostly facebook some from youtube so throughout the stream uh, as we're having this conversation if there's any expressions that you guys don't understand or if there are any terms that you don't understand you can simply put it in the chat occasionally we can stop and we can address it if you guys have any questions whatsoever okay and as you're popping in let us know where you're from what your native language is and yeah that's about it so so old man saxon before we start i'm gonna play a quick uh <laughs> quick clip of you it's one of my favorite performances by you so um it'll be it'll be pretty fun okay let's see here put it on the screen okay i'm from denver colorado i ain't never been in no water and I ain't never been on no. This is sick. Start my musical performance now. <laughs> DJ. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, old man Saxon, this experience here, man. Uh, you looked really comfortable on stage. There, you looked really comfortable. So, is is this something you're? you're used to doing what was going through your head during that uh during that performance there such a good question <laughs> because like i i was comfortable because of how much i saw how nervous everyone else was actually right. it was the the concept of the show is you know we get these rappers they come up on stage and they rap a in front of super famous rappers, right? And for just a normal rapper or someone who wasn't prepared, I could see that being super nerve-wracking, right? So yeah. when I was kind of in the green room, I could see everyone else being nervous. And then when I when I was in the green room, 
uh, someone else went on before me. And then they come back and he was like, oh, because well, we knew that Cardi B, Chance, and T.I. were going to be the judges. But no one knew that Snoop was going to be there. <laughs> so this dude yeah. comes back and he's like, Snoop's out there. And I was like, what? Yeah. And for some reason, that even made it like me a little more calm because Snoop, I had been listening to since I was, you know, five or six years old or whatever. And, you know, Cardi B's a new rapper. Chance is a newer rapper. T.I., relative to Snoop, is a newer rapper. But Snoop was like, oh, I have to do, like, (laughs) I have to show him because he's West Coast. That's, like, where all of my um, influences come from musically. So, yeah. And then the other thing was, I'm glad you said I look comfortable because I think a lot of people who saw the show, um, they almost had a little bit of... Hmm. I'm just going to say, for lack of a better term, a little bit of hatred that I got on this show and that I had this, you know, two minute audition. And then now I'm getting all this um, praise. But everything that happened before I got on the show led me to be comfortable (laughs) once I got on the show. Right. It wasn't like I was like, oh, there's a rap audition. Let me pick up this mic and let's go. <laughs> like yeah, I've been yeah. doing this for, you know, eight plus years at the time. Well, so I was, was going to say, how'd you get into it? Rap. Okay. So rap or the show? Uh, rap in general. Cause you okay. said before you were doing this before. Yeah. So like, how did, how did that even spark? How did that start? And then also like uh, the old man, old name, uh, the name, old man Saxon. Where does that come from as well? Okay. So I got into hip hop when I was probably seven years old. My brother, I have a big brother who listens to hip hop. He always listened to hip hop. Right. Right. And so when I was younger, I just pretty much wanted to do anything he was doing because I thought it was cool. So he used to listen to this rapper whose name is E-40. And E-40 yep. raps really yep. fast, you know, really mumbled and stuff, yep. right? Yep. And, you know, very, his vocabulary is very regional to where he's from. Like, if you're mm-hmm. from a different place, you might not even know what he's talking about. So I would sit in my room, listen to E-40 tapes, and write the lyrics down. And I would rewind it if I didn't understand it, write it down, rewind, write it down until I got a whole, like his whole songs memorized in my head. And now as a 30 plus adult, I realized, oh, that was like passion. <laughs> that was like some real passion from a seven or eight year old kid to be like, yeah, oh, I want to know this and write it down, right? So for real, that's kind of where it started. And then I got older and when i was in middle school i used to have freestyle battles at lunch with just this mm-hmm. other kid his name was josh johnson i'll never forget him um mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like just i'll remember that name forever and so somehow and i still to this day do not know how somehow we were rapping and then making money off of it. Like kids in middle school are like betting. <laughs> like, I don't, where are they getting money from? I have no idea. And um, so yeah, I was doing that. And then I got to college or high school, college. And to be perfectly honest, and I think a lot of musicians would tell you this, the reason I got into like making music was mm-hmm. for girls. 
Like that's oh, what yeah. it, was, it was. It was to get girls. Oh, to that's me. that's honest. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I promise. It was like, hey, girls, notice me. I have a talent. Um. So then I went to college, and then I didn't really start trying to pursue it professionally until right. I was done with college. Um. I moved out to L.A. and I had a job as a video game tester okay. for konami and it seemed like it was going to be like the best job ever you know it's like konami has some of my favorite video games like metal gear solid and things like that right right i the actual job of it was so uh, what's the word just terrible i'll just say terrible because you would go in and you'd be assigned one game right so this one game you have to play over and over and over and over again until you found a bug. If you found a bug, you call the developers. They would send you a new build. You have to play it over and over and over again until you find right. it. I say all of that to say, I was like, I can't do this. Like, yeah, I, have to, okay. like, I have this talent in me. I'm a rapper. I have this talent. I can't spend my life playing <laughs> yeah. video games that are not even fun to me. Right. So I quit my job and then I like didn't have any money. So I ended up sleeping in my car for like 13 months, just living out the back of my car and writing music. And so that's how I got into rap. The name old man Saxon though comes Mm -hmm. from everyone, not everyone, a lot of people in hip hop being named young this or little that, you know, little, little bow wow had to grow he had to lose the little at some point <laughs> he was like yeah. he's like i'm an adult like i can't be little bow wow anymore i'm just bow wow uh-huh. so for me it was okay they're growing out of their name <laughs> i would like to be the person that grows into his name so that uh, if i'm cool. yeah if i'm 60 70 80 years old still rapping they'll be like oh it's old man saxon of course <laughs> just let him that's sick. let him do it yeah oh that's no that's sick man that's uh that's a cool story. And yeah, I, I could totally see that. Um, if you were doing that from such a young age with E42, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's telling. <laughs> that, uh, video games wasn't wasn't exactly uh, wasn't yeah. exactly your purpose in life here. Yeah. And, so, and don't get me wrong. I still love video games. But yeah, after that job, it was I'd definitely play them less because I would come home from that job and my roommate would be like, oh, you want to play something? I'd be like, no, right. what are you talking about, dude? Exactly. And uh, I want to address another thing you said there, but I'm just going to address some of these chats here. So Shainer, uh, I'm from Bangladesh. OK, shout out to Bangladesh. Let's say from Morocco. OK, cool. Shout out to you. Hello. ATH. Uh, Suleiman, hello, sir. How can I get in conversation with you, please? I'm a student from Mali. Crazy about the English language. Yeah, just refer to the link in any of our descriptions. I'll pop it into the chat here for you guys. Uh, just click the link and you can uh, find our WhatsApp group, all our resources to learn English. It's all there. So uh, here's the link. There you go. And uh, if you guys have any questions throughout the stream, we're just simulating a conversation. If there are any expressions, any terms that you guys don't understand, you can simply uh, type it in the chat and we'll address it. Uh, We'll clarify it for you. And then if you'd like to support the platform, you can do so by liking the video on whichever platform you're on. And yeah, that's about it. So old man Saxon. Okay. So you talked about having rap battles uh, with a, 
with a guy when you were younger. So that that's like, I think at every high school, at least where I came from too in Canada, people did that. That's just, that's just part Absolutely. of the culture, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, so some of you guys here who are watching, if you're from like, uh, Bangladesh and Morocco. Okay. Maybe this might not be a thing here. I don't think uh, hip hop's as big in your culture as it is in uh, Canada, United States, or English speaking countries. Okay. But typically, when we're younger, um, having rap bows and stuff, trying to embarrass other people, teasing each other, it's, uh, it's definitely part of our culture. And ironically, because, or coincidentally, because this is an English learning uh, podcast or English learning platform. Um, when it comes to vocabulary, when you're rapping, when it comes to playing with words, when it comes to hip hop music and rap music, is this something that was kind of natural for you, old man Saxon, or having a strong vocabulary? Is this something that you actually need to work on? Like you actually would try to learn new words. You try to learn new puns or metaphors or whatever, or is this something that would kind of just come natural through life experience? Or is it a skill I, that you work on? I think for me i it was something that i kind of learned absorbed through media right <clears throat> like i have my wife always like asked me some like weird question or some like random fact and i'll know the fact and all and like most of the time i'll be like oh i know i know that from the simpsons like i, I gained so much information just from watching things right i would i've heard yeah. of other rappers who like oh, I used to read the dictionary and it's like, oh, that's great. But like, I would say as of, until like maybe five years ago, I couldn't have told you what an adjective was, you know? <laughs> like I didn't right, know yeah. like, like the ins and outs of the English language like that. But yeah, because yeah. of my love for hip hop and media, I learned a lot of things through that. For sure, that makes sense that, yeah, of course, for the people listening as native English speakers, we learn the English language by heart. Okay. We don't, we don't study grammatical rules. We don't study like what a noun adjective is, what the past participle is. We, we don't study that stuff really. It's just, uh, it's just natural for us. So when you're learning English from native speakers, um, try to keep that in mind, yeah. <laughs> try to keep that in the back of your head. There. But yeah, uh, next thing is when it comes to creating a song, for example, what does the process look like? What does the creation process look like if you're going to make this song? So it's um, a bunch of different ways. I'll tell you how it was when I was younger, just starting to make music. It was literally just writing a verse, right? Just writing words that would rhyme. And then by the time I was done, I'd go, oh, that's a verse. And then I'd try to make a hook, right? And then it got to a point where I was meeting producers. I was meeting people who knew how to make beats. So I would right. ask for beats. They would give me the beats. And then I'd try to make a song out of it. Now I'm at a point where I produce a lot of my own music. So most of the time I will start with the beat and then end up writing the song after, or yeah, writing the actual lyrics after. But I would also say there's no real formula to it sometimes like one of these with this i had a show yesterday that i performed a song i never performed before and mm. that song i made because i had made a beat for a tv show or something it didn't get picked up but i made a beat 
and I made mm-hmm. the, the lyrics over that beat. Then I went back, I revisited the song maybe um, a year later, and I said, okay, this beat sucks. I'm going to change the beat. So I made a whole different beat with the lyrics I already had, so I didn't have to change the lyrics. I just had those same lyrics and then made a beat over it. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ways, but most of the time, like majority of the time, it's the beat first and then the lyrics. Okay, I see. Got it. And then, okay, and then you put it together and stuff. And then I guess, do you outsource like um, editing? I know a lot of people edit their music in a way where maybe they'll change the pitch of their voice, do things like that. Uh, How does that look typically? So I, that's something that I've just started learning too, because I used to outsource all of these things. Um, I used to have someone, what they call mix the song and master the song. And what mixing of the song is, is, you know, making Mm -hmm. all of the elements of the song sound like they're together instead of something that sounds like it's on top or lower than another uh, instrument. So now, and because it was a lot of time wasted waiting for other people to finish something, I was just like, I got to learn to do this myself. Even if all I won't do it all the time, it's just good to know um, how to mix and master a song on my own. Um, but yeah, that's even that process now is all done in house, uh, by me. Right. I see. Okay. And then when it comes to your community for your music, so obviously, you know, social media is a big thing these days, right? So a lot of people are engaging online and whatnot. They'll probably be following your music, following your social media online. Um, do you prefer engaging with your, uh, supporters online or do you prefer engaging with them in person? oh that's such an interesting question because i is it i'm very much an introvert in a lot of spaces right like if i I had a show yesterday and after the show i talked to people and it was great but i'm very it's very energy draining it drains me to be out especially on a Friday night downtown Denver where everyone's just hustle and bustle and drinking and partying. I'm, I now have two kids and I'm like, oh, it's not the same uh, energy for me, right? Online, I hate that even more because like, <clears throat> I think social media the way it's kind of set up is to keep you on there right so if you're if my intention initially is to go i'm gonna go online and talk to some fans and you know respond to messages that should take about 10 minutes I end up spending an hour looking at fight videos or something like, just like, wait, how did I get here? What happened? Yeah, I feel so you. Yeah. I, I, I would, if the question is, what do I like more online or in person? It's definitely in person, but neither are easy for me. I see. Okay. And yeah, social media. Yeah, you're right. Um, I've been caught. I'm definitely guilty of doing that too. Yeah. Um, if you're on there for too long, you start seeing, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh like ben amit here says damn old man saxon how you doing brother i'm good how you doing ben <laughs> legend i cannot believe you're here wow okay ben 
Ben rocks with you. Okay. Right. Hell yeah. Uh, Paridi, hello, sir. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Sac passe. Paridi, welcome back. Welcome back, man. Okay. So when it comes to collaborations now, if you had to collaborate with an artist, let's say dead or alive, mm. could be a deceased artist as well. Who would you pick to collab with and why? Um, I would say uh, Parliament. Like they're a very they're a funk band, just very funky type of stuff. And Parliament actually was um, an influence in a lot of Bay Area hip hop. Um, so and that leads into my next person, which is probably Mac Dre. He is a Bay Area rapper that passed, I think, two thousand and six. Mm. Yeah. Um. Just really, my favorite rapper of all time, just because of his influence. Mac Dre made up words, pretty much, just like E Forty. He made up mm -hmm. words, and they just became yeah. part of the dialogue in his region. And then I was yeah. like, and the the other thing that I thought was just really cool about Mac Dre that might be a little weird is, how do I say this? He made it. Hmm. he kind of made it cool for black people to do ecstasy now <laughs> just stick with me for a second because before that like the stigma with black people's drug use is like yeah you know you know evil right it's crack it's like you know they're ruining the communities while at the same time white people and other non-black people were doing ecstasy and going to parties and it's just like whoa look at these wacky people and yeah. it's like wait what so mac dre was like okay we're gonna call this fizz and we're gonna dance and make weird faces and stuff and it was just like yeah like this is we're just all having fun right and so mac dre is one of them e40 also because of his um unique style and longevity like as old man Saxon, I pretty much strive to be like E40 still making music when I'm 50 years old. Right. Um, yeah. And if I had to put just another, let me try to think of a non hip hop, non funk person. I'm going to say Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. I just said it. Yeah, that's <laughs> no a heavy. <laughs> It's a heavy contrast, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Yes, it is. Uh, the, no, some of the best songs I've heard, they're actually huge contrast. I actually want to get your opinion on that. Uh, when like that country hip-hop first came out, mm -hmm. I forget who the artist was. Ho Old Town Road or something, I think that was the Oh, song. not Little Nas X? Little Nas X, like, yeah. it's such a huge contrast. Like, yeah. what's your take on that? Do you think it works? Like when you do something that's just completely like black and white and you slap them together? Absolutely. Or do you think um, it's, it's, too, it's too far out? It's too unorthodox? You know? No, I would say that um, most sort of art forms that we have are kind of uh, mashed together between two things. So, well, especially hip hop, right? Because if people don't know like the history of hip hop, hip, hip hop is heavily influenced by disco, right? Yeah. So yeah. it became like these disco songs where they were turning the breaks or the parts of the song that didn't have uh, words in it. And they were mm -hmm. chained, they were looping that part and adding different drums to it. So yeah, I, I think that 
you know, that kind of breeds innovation and having these two separate things mashed together makes something mm-hmm. cool. And even before Little Nas X, I would say like uh, Nelly, Nelly kind of had a yeah. little bit of that country hip hop sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I love yeah. it. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. We have uh, we have more chats here. Uh, ben, I've seen you on Netflix. You are amazing, sir. Okay. Thank you. Uh, I put my bets on you making it to the final with D Smoke. <laughs> I couldn't believe they put you head to head with him. Love yes. your style. Very good. <laughs> yeah, they did put you head to head with him. You, you were both, I thought. I wanted to see both of you guys uh, yep. in the last round, but. I would say that's also that's also someone I would like to collab with also D Smoke just right. he's just a chill dude he's a good rapper also yeah uh, yeah yeah he was cool too uh, he can he can help you with your Spanish too so <laughs> there, there you 100%. go <laughs> bad so like we all know um, success you know it's not linear right mm. success is up and down and back and forward scribbled so typically what are some common challenges you may face and how do you overcome them mentally i think so i have a song called hasn't happened and pretty much the premise of the song is I have to keep on working as if I haven't achieved any success, right? Because I think a lot of the time, especially in hip hop, people will be quick to be like, you made it, like you have done it. Like you were, you had, before the Netflix show, I had a video that had millions of views, right? Mm-hmm. You did it, like, oh man, you became a famous rapper. And it's like, eh, well, I, I don't, think so and then even after the netflix show wow like you did you had hundreds of thousands of followers now on instagram you've made it and i think not letting i think letting success be a flowing moving thing that you go with instead of it being a point like oh don't be satisfied I, yeah. yeah and also like yeah like be satisfied but don't make it think don't make it seem like you're done right if you mm-hmm. make it, get a million views it's not like the end all be all i can chill i can relax if you get on netflix don't make it seem like oh i did it i can just chill and relax i think the success is the actual journey of it and being able to continue on doing your passion regardless of failures or ups or downs, right? It's just Mm -hmm. the success is the journey and the consistency of the pursuit. Well, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely true. It's nice to have a good balance, right? You you want to stay humble, but you also don't want to um, stay so humble where, you're not really enjoying the process either. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Yeah. And uh, we have some chats here. Degefe, sorry if I butchered your name there. Uh, thanks, Avery, for English. Yeah, no problem. Shout out to you. Dell, hello, everyone. How's it going? What's the lesson for today? Yeah, Dell, uh, we're just having a advanced English conversation among two native English speakers. Uh, if there's any terms, any expressions you don't understand, uh, we can address them. Uh, that's that's what we're doing uh, today. 
Ben, spoken like a true artist. Much respect. Hey, shout out to you, Ben. Um, shout out to you. So, okay, is is there anything else that you also pursue outside of music, Oman Saxon, or are you just all in on music? So, music? so yes, yes and no. So, I think one of the most time-consuming things is raising children. So, like that is. That alone is just like its whole thing. But yeah. as far as like professional wise, everything that I do that's everything that I do is music related, but it's not always old man Saxon making music. So um, one of the things that I do that is kind of the bigger money maker is making music for TV and commercials and movies and things like that and it's called sync licensing and what sync licensing is is you'll make a beat or you'll make a song and then a music supervisor a person who works on a tv show will be looking for music to put in the tv show so everyone Mm -hmm. out there when you hear music in a show a movie a trailer a commercial someone's getting paid an artist is getting paid for that music and there's music in everything right so that's a big thing that i do um another thing that i've kind of just started is i'm doing research um on how hip-hop affects the future of the youth right? right so when i was really young I and I, I don't know if this is true for all young people, but this is kind of part of the research. But when I was really young, I could only I couldn't picture myself as an old person, as an adult, right? right? And yeah. I think I remember two songs. One was Ice Cube's "Today Was a Good Day," and in it he yeah. says, "I'm 23." Or no, he says, "I hooked it up for later as I hit the dough, thinking, will I live another 24?" In my yeah. mind, I'm thinking 24 years, right? And then I'm like, okay, that's pretty young. But then the next year, Coolio he comes out with a song, says, "I'm 23 now. Will I live to be 24?" The way things are going, I don't know, right? And I remember mm-hmm. being like eight years old and be like, "Whoa, that's not that <laughs> far away from what I know." And I remember once I had reached the age of 25 being like, whoa, I didn't expect to be here right now. (laughs) So, and then now, even as an adult, the Ice Cube song, hooked it up for later as I hit the dough, thinking, well, I live another 25. He was talking about 24 hours, right? So he wasn't even talking about being 25. He was talking about being the next day. So, yeah. And these are these are classic songs. These are really amazing songs that I love, right? But now what I'm doing is I've been going into schools and I've been asking kids, what genre of music do you listen to? Who's your favorite artist? And what is the maximum age you see yourself? It's crazy because kids who listen to hip hop see mm-hmm. themselves to age 19. 20 22 things like really young ages kids mm-hmm. who listen to pop gospel different sorts of music see themselves to 70 different ages right like a very vast um uh, space right there so what i'm doing now is i just had a pilot program for this is i went into mm-hmm. a school and i bring my recording equipment 
Yeah. Uh, we talk about our future as as these kids like uh, are ten years old. We talk about hey, so you want to be a basketball player, for example, right? But you only see yourself till age nineteen, right? How the hell is that possible? Like you're mm-hmm. own, you have to be eighteen to get into the league. So yeah. now, how old do you see yourself? Okay, I see myself to this age, and then I we keep talking about it. We talk about our future in a way that kind of combats how especially now a lot of the hip-hop is talking to them which is hey um i'm scared for my life i have a gun i'm gonna shoot anyone i don't trust like that's kind of like a big part of it so mm-hmm. what i'm doing is we're going in we're talking about our future and then we are recording these a song about how what we're going to do to make our future better and mm-hmm. in doing this one of the kids who saw himself to 19 years old after the program was done, he saw himself to be 70 years old. So just the thought of putting these seeds uh, in these kids' heads about um, if you only see yourself to 19, think about the decisions you'll make if that's the case, right? Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not saving for anything. I'm not doing anything. I'm living life like it's my last day on earth, which mm-hmm. I mean, you can say that's cool too. You, you can say that's how some people live their life anyway. But I just think, especially for um, young black children, it's probably better for them to see themselves in the future rather than um, these short, these, the short, tiny life that you're yeah. living in. Yeah. So yeah, that's no. a thing that I'm doing also. Yeah, that's no, that's totally valid. That's totally valid. And it's very difficult, though, to see yourself that way at such a young age, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty much impossible. Uh, it, it's just so unpredictable um, what yeah. will come in the future. And even if you look back every five years or so, uh, they say like every five years, your mindset dramatically changes or the mm-hmm. way that you perceive life dramatically changes. So when you're yeah. 25 versus 20, when you're 20 versus 15, 15 versus yeah. 10. 45 or 35 like yeah yeah so uh that's that's not gonna stop i believe (laughs) that's gonna you're probably right yeah but um but trying to um if yeah if you can successfully um sell kids on the idea of being more forward thinking yeah well even in the in the adult self-help space there's this idea of write your goals down visualize them and then you'll achieve it right so and there's science behind that is you're 33 percent more likely to achieve a goal if you write it down and visualize it so right why can't we do that with these children in a way that will help them kind of perceive their future a little better yeah no absolutely and um yeah you can i'd say yeah if you're more intentional about where you want to end up you can definitely end up there the only thing is the path that you take to get there, that will probably, uh, that'll be unexpected. Like I always knew I wanted to play basketball in university. Mm. So I worked really hard in high school to get there. But once I got there, um, the school I ended up at, I never would have imagined I'd end up at that school. And um, the, the path to success during the five years I played, I never thought um, it would go the way it went basically. As a kid, I thought success was more linear, but it's all for the yeah. place, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yeah. No, Wait, what school was it? 
Uh, it's a it's a university in Canada called McGill University. I'm not sure okay. if you've heard of it. Yeah, no. it's not that far from Toronto where you went one time. It's a yeah. three hour drive from there. So yeah. But were and they then, like good at basketball? What was I want to know more about this? The past yeah, history. like Canadian Canadian basketball. It's um, I'd say it's like a mid minor D one mm-hmm. team in the states. Okay. Yeah. We play D1 teams in exhibition games. We beat a lot of them, and we lose to a lot of them. Yeah. So, like, we played Duke, for example. We played against Zion Williamson, RJ Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we got our asses kicked in that That's game. That's crazy. But, yeah, that makes sense. But, but then we played against some other teams, like uh, some smaller teams, like Lamar, or some of these places in uh, the southern states in America. Yeah. And then we 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 beat those teams essentially. Wow. So yeah, our level's probably like a mid D one team. It's probably wow. like what okay. Canadian basketball or the better teams in Canadian basketball are probably like that. Yeah. Jeez, you played Zion Williams. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a brick, bro. That guy's a brick. Uh, people make memes. They make fun of him for being fat or overweight. No, he's yeah. well. When we played him, he was like, he was hard, bro. <laughs> That's it was crazy. hard. Pause. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dell. Uh, all right. Thanks. I get it. Okay, Dell. Okay. Uh, Darius, I understand the rappers perfectly until they start <laughs> rapping. Yeah. For, for the people listening out there, if you're going to try to use music to um, improve yeah. your English skills, it's really tough. I highly recommend you listen to music at a level that you can currently understand or where you can at least understand at least 80% of what's being said. Uh, because if you understand less than that, you're just going to be lost. You're going to get frustrated. You're yeah. going to have to end up looking up every single word, every single slang term, and it's going to drive you crazy. So try to listen to music that's at your current level of English and then slowly progress up. And the same thing goes for listening. If you're watching TV, yeah. et cetera, do the same thing. And even something you mentioned earlier, old man Saxon, you said that in many cases, um, musicians, they make up words. And honestly, just English speakers in general, we make up, we completely fabricate words out of thin air. We'll say like, instead of saying that's good, we would say that's good-ish. That's that's (laughs) good-ish or something like that. We'll just totally make up words. And yeah, I had a... I had an interesting um, conversation with another man on an old podcast before, too. And he was saying that we were talking about if Mandarin Chinese would surpass the English language as the most common language in the world. Oh, wow. But he said something interesting. He said, um, English will replace English. <laughs> new uh, words will be invented, <laughs> yeah. new slang terminology, new lingo. Yeah. This English today will get outdated. And then a new version of English will come in in the future. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's that's very valid. I mean, yeah, it's already like a ye old English, you know. There's all, yeah, so like... It's already kind of taken over a different generation. But also what I'll say about um, listening or not understanding rappers once they start rapping, something that yeah. I also used to do was um, print off lyrics um, of songs and just mm-hmm. try to read it with the song, right? It's a song that I really like that I might not understand. I'll print it off and I'll read it with it. So that's mm-hmm. also something that could help. Yeah, for sure. If, if it's a song like Automatic by E40 or something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here you go. 
nutshell uh 115 shout out to the twitch gang the people here from twitch lol agree yes definitely darius i understand the rappers perfectly until they start to perform do native speakers sometimes have troubles catching the lyrics absolutely yes unless you're like old man saxon and you you know you would actually see the lyrics you'd read them out you listen to them many times you'd actually listen to the lyrics some people listen passively they don't actually pay attention to what's being said then uh yes that's that's totally normal even for it's native also speakers. it's also a mixing thing right some songs just aren't mixed that well so that the voice comes out enough right so yeah, yeah it's some songs are very hard to understand yeah for sure and and so I, I'm going to make the assumption that when you listen to music, Old Man Saxon, you listen um, to actually hear the lyrics, right? Or, do you, most, or sometimes do you just listen for fun? Just like. So for the most part, yes. Um, and even actually that, brings, that reminds me of like, do people, do native speakers understand the, the uh, lyrics sometimes? There was a whole genre of hip hop that was called mumble rap for a while, right? Yeah. Where people were just mumbling like purposely making you not understand what they're saying. So yeah, yeah just adds that there's, yeah, we have a lot of trouble listening. But as far as music now, it's been something that I've had to work or uh, struggle with because I have two kids, five and six, right? And they can't listen to hip hop, or at least the type of hip hop I was listening to when I was young or the mainstream stuff now. So my um, knowledge of current hip-hop has been a little lacking it's only been like as of recently i've been listening to more because of my research project but right. i mostly listen to music without lyrics or mm. it's funny that i'm on this i listen to music uh with a different language so right. i listen to a lot of uh bossa right. nova um a lot of like african funk um just because I think I listen so closely to lyrics that I can't do anything else if I'm listening to like English lyrics. I'm like sitting there like, what did he say? What did he say? So if I'm listening to like Bossa Nova, it's just like, you know, it's like, this is great to hear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do a lot of that too, actually. Yeah. Listening to music in different languages as well. And yeah, sometimes even though I don't understand what it means, it, I don't know how to describe it. Or how to mm-hmm. articulate this properly but it still speaks to me in some way i, I one uh, billion yeah. percent understand so I even i yeah. used to uh there's this song by this hmm, asian rapper named keith ape who came out a long time ago and i mm-hmm. used to teach this class in la it's like a hip-hop class and i would show my students this song and no one knew what he was saying but everyone got it you know <laughs> like they understood right. and i think that's something that music does if it's done well is you you'll yeah. get it but you might not understand it for sure i i couldn't agree more yeah. ben amitza mumble rap is hell i like the way you keep it coherent it's a pleasure listening to you there Thanks, you go. Ben. shout out to you ben now Throughout your time uh, performing music, creating music, getting into music, throughout the whole span of your life, um, what do you think was the most influential lesson that you've learned? Um, how do you think that uh, your experiences changed you? So 
I would say the probably best lesson I learned is I was in LA and I was my friends, they have a jam band, they were playing at this bar. I wasn't a part of the show at all. I was just in, in the audience just chilling, right? And they were like, hey, Saxon, come up. Like, let's do a rap. Like, let's rap with the band. Right. And I, I got up there, and Avery, I forgot every lyric that I've ever done. Like, I didn't remember any lyrics from any songs. So I'm just uh, sitting there, like, and they're playing, and they're kind of looking at me, and the audience is looking at me. I choked. I completely choked, right? Mm. And I didn't, I probably said like five words and went back and sat down at the bar and just like, you know, had people like, oh, it's okay, you know. But I think there was two lessons there. One I learned was always be prepared. Like I think hip hop is a is a cool space for people to like have freestyles and come up and do things. But if if you're not feeling it and you're not prepared, it's not going to be as good <laughs> as if you are feeling it and you are yeah. prepared, right? Of course, Second yeah. thing I learned was, oh, like, I'm not dissuaded from this. Like, I want to do this again. <laughs> like, I still want to be a rapper. I can see a lot of people that yeah. happening and I'm just being like, ah, okay, that was embarrassing. <laughs> but for yeah. me, it was like, oh, well, I guess I got to do better. And I learned how to not make that happen again. And that was like a huge learning point for me. Yeah, you you can draw that parallel. Yeah, with almost anything in life, you need failure almost. It's it's Absolutely. almost like you, you need that failure just to um, build that character or show what you're made of. Absolutely. Sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes it can break people and mm -hmm. they actually will quit. Um, especially in sports i saw that they, they're not they're not mm. getting any minutes their first two years they quit yeah i could i could have done the same thing and i, and I understand it i totally understand yeah. it but, but um if you can persevere if you can overcome that that's that's something that no one can take away from you for the rest of your life so absolutely that's, that's great that you are uh, that's great that you did that but um yeah, I guess you, you didn't want to try to freestyle. You just you just forgot the lyrics and you just. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was something about like the beat they were playing was like too fast to freestyle. Right. And like I couldn't think of any verse that I made like ever. It was one of the most it was such a bizarre experience that it made me think. I needed to do that. Like something had to happen. Cause every right. once in a while, like I'll forget a couple. Like I had a show yesterday I was practicing for. And like one of my most popular songs called Hell Yeah, I, I just completely forgot the first four bars. Not while I was up there on stage, but while I was preparing, which right. brings me to that point again. Be prepared, right? You yeah. gotta be prepared. I think a lot of times it's cool to just go up there and a lot of rappers, especially like if you listen to um, how what Jay Z's process is, right? right. Apparently, Jay Z doesn't write anything down. He goes into the booth and he just remembers it all, and that's awesome for him. But mm -hmm. that doesn't work for me. <laughs> that doesn't work for a lot of rappers who yeah. try to do that. I've been in the studio with people who are like, "Oh yeah, I don't write nothing down. I just go up there and do it." And then it takes them two hours to record a verse. So it's like, okay, what's happening? So yeah, preparation is, it's just very yeah. important, <laughs> super important. Uh, that completely makes sense. And then um, 
if you had to give advice to aspiring rappers, I would imagine like some people would reach out to you and ask you for advice uh, just regarding getting into the industry in general. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you would you give these people who uh, want to take that path of so becoming a musician? The the thing that I try to stay away from is advice because advice is what other people would do, right? I like to give stories before advice, right? Because someone will give you advice, but that's just their experience mm -hmm. being transmitted through their mouth. Like, I don't need to actually that. Yeah. My, if, if I would give advice, it'd be my story. My story is I love this thing. I loved hip hop. I love rap. I loved it so much that I was willing to live in my car for 13 months of my life mm -hmm. working at a restaurant, but still in the back of my head while sleeping in the back of my car, knowing I'm going to make it out of this because I can rap, right? That was yeah. my whole thing. So if that would be my story to people who are asking for advice, just, I guess I, I made sure that I loved it and that's why it works. Right. That makes sense. And then I was going to say, um, how do you deal with criticism in general? Just criticism. Do you just screen it out altogether? Because I know some people, they there's different schools of thought about this. Some people want to see the criticism so they can yeah. actually take it in and like overcome it or improve or whatever yeah. they want to do with it. And some people just block it out altogether. So so how do you handle criticism? I think there's... Um... There's different types of criticism also, right? So I read all my comments on all of my music videos because mm. I made this thing and I want to know what people think about it. Right. The majority of the comments are positive and every once in a while there will be something negative or critiquing, but that goes into my two sorts of critique. There's one critique where it's like, oh, this is something that I saw that might actually help you in the future if I tell you this dope thank you for that no matter even if you said it with a little bit of spice to you like i i hear what you're saying okay but then there's the critique where it's just hate right it's just like i don't like this right which you can't do anything with that information i don't even know you faceless human like okay you don't like it that's what's up so for me there's um I like to get uh, I like to get the criticism that it's something that I can actually use. Um, and then the ones that I can't use, I mean, I'm not going to say like, I don't remember. Well, I don't really remember them, but I, I, re I know what it feels like to have made something and had someone say that they don't like it. It's not a great feeling, but it also doesn't affect how I'm going to make things in the future. If that makes sense. It's just a thing that someone said. Right. But right. Okay. And yeah, like you said, there are different types of criticism. There's some that's constructive. There's some that's not constructive at all. Yeah. Uh, so no, no, that, uh, that totally makes sense. <laughs> that, uh, last question here before we wrap up. So when you create music, do you try to create a, you put thought into the storytelling process of your lyrics or are you just trying to um make it fun exactly and make it uh deliver your music or deliver your lyrics in a certain way to the person who's going to be listening to it or do you try to like uh add elements of storytelling and stuff like that it's uh... so 
I would say, depending on the song, honestly, most of my songs have some sort of comedic value to it. Even like my most popular song is called The Perils. It's about, it's literally about that 13 months I spent homeless. So it's Mm -hmm. the lyrics are just 6 a.m. wake up all alone. Like, what can your boy say? Shit, shower, shave is taking the whole day, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like very real things about what I went through during that year. Um, So for that, for that uh, song specifically, I was living in that environment. So it wasn't like I'm thinking of a story, like I'm about to think of the story and then write it out. It was like, I remember when I started writing it, I was, it was probably 12 or 11 o'clock uh, PM, I was in LA in Koreatown, about to go to sleep. I'm sitting in my car. I could see the moon, everything. I was like, oh, it's a nice night. I should talk about how sad this is. And I started with the line, 6 a.m., wake up. And then I was just like, okay, we just keep writing about things that happened while I was homeless. So mm-hmm. that's one type of song. But then there's other type of songs, other types of songs like hell yeah which is just like a fun party song where honestly i'm just saying things to try to be as sly is sly a word sly uh, right sly okay let's say sly yeah, and yeah. slick and like as funny as possible hmm. without people being like without it being overt like ha 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 this is hilarious yeah. like it's just right. like oh this is a fun party song and i dig it so there's right. different types of songs but yeah um I approach them depending on what type it is. I approach them very differently. Okay. Okay. I got you. And before we wrap up, we'll address the last chats here. Uh, ben, can you spit a verse right here live? <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Could you ben, please big fan here from the other side of the world? <laughs> ben, I love you so much, but no, absolutely not. I, I stopped doing that when I realized like, I'm making money off of it now. And it'd be like, I can't explain it. It'd be like, hey, basketball player, like, here's a ball. Go do a dunk right now. You'd be like, wait, what? Like, this is, yeah. this is what I'm trying to do. But Ben, yeah. I, I do have an album coming out November 14th. And honestly, Ben, email me at oldbansaxon at Gmail. I'll write you a song. But I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ben says, that's cool. I get it. Okay. Okay. Shout out to you, Ben. Uh, Darius, uh, are there any European rappers you like? Damn. I don't know. I actually don't know. And I think it's something about when you say European, I start to think of all of Europe. But let me think in like more <laughs> yeah. specific in a country. Like, do, you like, do you like British rappers? Like that drill rap? I don't like drill at all. Nah. I really don't. I'm going to say no, yeah. <laughs> even though that sounds super harsh. I'm going to yeah. say no. Yeah. I can't get a lot of American rappers that I like to be perfect. <laughs> so, well, yeah. there you go. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the British accent. I pissed off a lot of British uh, English teachers saying that too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I don't, uh, I think it sounds so goofy. Like, and I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they say the same thing about uh, the Canadian they, accent. Or they the American do. accent, yeah. But like, it's just so foreign to me. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. 
do you even notice the difference between a Canadian accent and uh, an American accent? It's like I'm I speaking do. with a Canadian one right now. So it's yeah, like, no, I definitely yeah. do. It's it's right. a little I can't even describe it, but I I can tell. Right. Good. Okay. And Nicholas, uh, big fan. Okay. Shout out to you, Nicholas. Ben says, "Wow. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, Oman Saxon, before we wrap up here, um." Where can they find you on social media? And do you have any projects that you are working on? You said you were working on an album, right? Yes. Um, so Old Man Saxon on everything, pretty much. Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and yes, right now, I did, I finished the project. It's an EP called So Long, coming out November 14th. And yeah, I'm still just making music for... The other thing I've been doing too is I'm working on a kid's album because as I said, like I've been having problems letting my kids listen to my music. So right. I'm, I'm making music, a more poppy kid's album kind of okay. just for my children that I'll probably release someday. Oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. Okay. And uh, for us, it's just Arc English, all platforms, whichever platform it is. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, want any of our resources to learn english i'll post the link right now in the chat and you can simply consult that and coming soon myself and our team we're going to be offering private lessons and group lessons so if you'd like to join the waitlist, uh you can simply refer to the link i posted in the chat and you'll be able to join then we already got a lot of people on the wait list so um i'll try to make sure that i get tutors on our team who specialize in particular uh the things that you're looking for in an English tutor, whether it be an exam, immigration, whatever it is. So, okay. And Ben says, November 14th, I'll keep waiting for it. Okay, sick. Oh, Ben, best of luck. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And that is all. Thank you again, old man Saxon, for coming out. It was a pleasure. Thank and you. Until next time, people. Peace.